You're listening to The Jerry Agar Show on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Glad to have you along. Do you like Martin Scorsese's movies? He's made a lot of them. Uh, He could be accused, I suppose, of remaking uh, the same movie with the same guys some of the time. But he certainly has put up uh, some great movies. The Irishman, I guess, was his latest. And now he's reading an article in the Toronto Sun this morning that Martin Scorsese is upset about the film business now. He's 78 years old, and he says we can't can't depend on the movie business, such as it is, to take care of cinema. In the movie business, which is now the mass visual entertainment business, the emphasis is always on the word business, and value is always determined by the amount of money to be made from any given property. He was recently complaining that the superhero movies aren't cinema, so he seems to be on a bit of a tear. Somebody who knows a lot more about this, joining me to discuss, Richard Krause, the host of Pop Life, Midnights on CTV. Richard, good morning. Morning, Jerry. How are you? Well, I'm well. I'm not exactly sure what his point is. He keeps talking about, well, they're only concerned about the business. Well, the business side has always had to be concerned. Has he just become a grumpy old man? I don't think so. I think what he is more concerned about is that the movie business is no longer run by people who love movies. Uh, In the early days of the studios, you had uh, Louis B. Mayer, who loved movies and was very involved in everything from the casting to the writing to the production of the films, the look of the films. He would give notes on every movie that MGM made. And the same went for most of the other studio heads. And this lasted up through when you had Robert Evans running uh, Paramount, who was an actor and a producer, uh, into the uh, 2000s. And now you're seeing a shift to people who have MBAs rather than arts degrees. And what they are doing is looking at each piece of film simply as content. Uh, So a Martin Scorsese film has the same weight as uh, a kid's film. And there's nothing wrong with kid's films, but they are two different kinds of of, uh, movie making that need to be marketed differently, that are going to cost different amounts of money, and that are going to make vastly different amounts of money. And so I think that's one part of his argument. I think the other part is within the streaming services that we have now. And he has taken advantage of Netflix and their generosity to make The Irishman when none of the major studios would make it because they knew it was going to be very expensive to make and it wasn't going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, because it's like 12 uh, hours are, long. Well, yeah, well see, and, and on a very practical level, when you have a movie that's three and a half or four hours long, you simply can't play it as many times a day in a movie theater. And it's very hard to make the big kind of dollars that the that the studios want to make now what his complaint about uh netflix and and places like that are is that we are now uh just part of an algorithm we are being told really what to watch uh by uh, a computer that has a look at our viewing history and then starts making suggestions and and i get where he's coming from on both of these things i would suggest that netflix and Uh, some of the other big streamers like Amazon in the U.S., who are now really digging in and actually making the movies the studios don't want to make anymore because they're not billion-dollar movies, um, I think is a very good thing. But I don't love the algorithm 
uh, aspect of the entire thing. Well, maybe it's just that there is a change in the way things are done. And, you know, as we get older, sometimes we don't like that. The, thing, <laughs> the way things Martin Scorsese always, uh, the way he always worked, the, w- the way he approaches the cinema industry is maybe not how Netflix or anybody else are doing it. But those people are putting out some quality programming. They are. They are, absolutely. And, you know, there are places like Mubi and the Criterion Channel, um, which aren't algorithm uh, driven. They are they are handpicked. Um, the films that are there are curated in a very interesting way. Um, but part of this harkens back to the internet. And I used to think that the internet would open up whole new worlds to people, that you had literally the, the entirety of humankind's knowledge at your fingertips, and that would enlighten us. But I think what it's done is turned us into confirmation junkies, people who look for info that supports how we already feel about something. And when that comes to entertainment, what it means is that if you're a movie fan, instead of going back and watching La Strada, which you can probably find on YouTube somewhere, and watching an absolutely gorgeous piece of of cinema, um, if you're a horror fan, you're only going to watch horror films. Or if you are a romantic comedy fan, you're going to only watch those rather than Uh, taking advantage of everything that's at your fingertips. Martin Scorsese has blasted the movie industry for being more focused on business as a result of the rise in content being produced for streaming companies. There's always been a bit of a battle there, though, uh, Richard, because I know just from working with people through the course of my career and encountering uh, encountering artists, there are artists who sometimes were very very callous about whether or not the product makes money because it isn't their money, and they don't really care about the money of the people who finance the project. Absolutely. And and that has been an issue. It's always the issue between, you know, the people uh, with the bank accounts and the people who are, are spending that money. And I understand that. But I think Scorsese is looking at this through the lens of, uh, let's say, a movie like Taxi Driver, which I just saw. Well, I was going to say recently. It was <laughs> at least a year ago now when theaters were open. Yeah. Um, I saw it in a theater uh, again. And it was fantastic in the theater. The film's almost 50 years old, still looks amazing. Uh, the content is there. The acting is is uh, unbelievable. And it's still a timely film. Uh, that's a movie that probably wouldn't get made today uh, because uh, it is on the lower end of the budget scale. And studios are really only interested in spending $300 million to make a big action-adventure movie, like one of the Marvel films or something like that, uh, and then making a billion dollars at the box office. They're not all that interested in spending $20 million and making $30 million. The, the stakes aren't high enough for them. And I think we're going to lose uh, a whole subsection of films that I hope that the streamers will pick up, that Netflix yeah. and Hulu and Amazon will will start pumping money into those because they're smaller, more intimate dramas that will play perfectly well on your home screen. Do you think there's a possibility, Richard, for filmmakers, young up-and-coming filmmakers, to do online and at home with the basic equipment what musicians have started to do? Forget the record company. I'll just make the thing myself at home, and I'll put it up online. Yeah, we're seeing that more and more. Uh, We're seeing more films shot on uh, cell phones. 
and again, I mean, I don't think that you're going to make a career out of shooting a film, shooting all your films on cell phones, but we're seeing people getting inventive. Now that we have editing systems at home uh, that we couldn't have imagined having at home even 10 years ago, and some of them even just come automatically with whatever computer you buy. It's, a, it's an add-on, use it or not, it's there. Uh, and, and they are as good, uh, or maybe not as good, but they're almost equal to some of the professional models that are out there. So yeah, absolutely, we're, we're seeing um, the democratization, I think, of uh, a lot of this. People just saying, you know what, uh, if Universal or whoever else doesn't want to make my movie, I'll figure out a way to do it. But we've always seen that. Roger Corman, yeah. George A. Romero, you know, people have always stepped outside of the mainstream and said, I'm going to do this myself. When you mentioned that studio heads used to be more involved, somebody sent a text message, Richard, that says Harvey Weinstein was involved. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and <laughs> All right. maybe we're, a little too involved. <laughs> maybe a little too involved. Richard Krauss is the host of Pop Life Midnights on CTV. Thanks very much. Thanks so much, Jerry.